I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, a man who did not get wiped out by a man with a baseball bat last night. It's one <laughs> Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine? As we always do these times, air quotes, Saturday morning, sir. Uh, Roy, it's it, it's that struggle season, man. Mm. Like, I, it, like, I know we're, like, man, I knew it was like technology November, but I didn't know it was going to be technology December. Techtober, <laughs> Techvember, now Tech December, Tech Ember. I don't even know how you say it. Whatever it is, technology is the hot thing on the streets right now because, as Chris is alluding to, the PS5 is a thing that's in demand in many households. But of course, there's always also the two new Xboxes, the Series S and the Series X, and there's also the new uh, Apple. Uh, laptops with the M1 chips that, are, that people are just going crazy over, including myself. Um, so it's a lot of technology. Probably some other stuff that's going on. So a lot of technology. And Nintendo Switches are still hot. A lot now, of technology. Roy, now yes. Roy, what's the difference? What is the main difference between the Xboxes and the PS5s? Because it sounds like the PS5s are, are, are selling hotter. Like I, I mean, I know the Xboxes are, are selling. And mm-hmm. a part of me thought, okay, yeah, because uh, for the first time in 20 years, let me play a Xbox, because true facts, I have never played an X, a game on an Xbox ever. Really? Never. Okay, well, I mean, that's not the most, again, that's not the most shocking thing, because again, people who are loyal to, like, it's like phones. Like, if you're loyal to Sony, you're loyal to Sony's. Like, you, people who rock with Sony's, they rock with Sony's. People who rock with Xbox, rock with Xbox. Not a lot of crossover, you know, it's not like, you know, it's like, it's like Apple's and Android's. I mean, if you're loyal to one, you're, you're typically loyal to one. So that's not te- technically surprising. Really, the only I don't want to see the only difference. So, so let's break it down for all you techies out there, because again, this is a sports show <laughs> and we're talking about consoles. But again, the real the real difference is that well, let's break it down. Sony has one console that's out, the PS5. That's their new next generation console. Mm-hmm. Xbox has two. Well, okay, well, let's really break this down. Sony has one PS5. It comes in two flavors. Okay, the discless version, the digital version, which is what they call it, and the and the, and the disc version. They are both the same except for the except for the DVD or the Blu-ray drive. Got it. Hundred dollars difference, but they're technically the same. Xbox has also has two editions: the Series S, which is sans disc, and the Series X, which is with disc. Now the Series S has a lot smaller a, a smaller hard drive, and it has less graphical power. Okay. Okay. So 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 that's why 
when I was on QVC yesterday, mm -hmm. they, they had a Series S available, but right. not. But you you probably won't get you won't see Series Xs. No, the Series X is the one, the black one that kind of like looks like I don't even know what it looks like. It's like it looks like a black one of those like a little monolith looking things. Okay, it's just like this tall black thing, and then the Series S is the white thing that looks like a speaker. It okay. has like a little black circle, but it's less processing power. Like it's not like it's next gen, but it ain't like the bomb next gen. Okay. So basically, like if you got like a kid in the house who like likes video games and ain't about that life, you can get away <laughs> with giving them the Series S because they probably don't even know. Okay. But like if you bought that life, you got to get a Series X. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's those are the. But other than that, other than that, forget that. Most of like the biggest difference is the games. It's the exclusive games on each system. Like Xbox has Halo and all that good stuff, and uh, Sony has you know destiny and whatever their exclusives are you know dark souls i don't even know what those games i don't care i'm i'm here for i'm here for the football um <laughs> so really that's what it's all about uh, oh well, well sony has spider-man let me let me take that back sony has spider-man which is awesome oh um, wow oh xbox doesn't have spider-man does not no it's wow. a sony exclusive. yeah so sony exclusive wow. spider-man they have a couple other exclusives you know that's not what we're, we're, we're technically here for but that's basically the difference but you know ps5 is the hot thing because people they're more sony loyalists than oh really xbox yeah yeah the okay. Sony, the Sony user base is bigger than the Xbox user base. Got it. Got so it. that's why Sony's hot in the streets. Yeah, for those of you who are trying to buy a next gen console, you'll probably have a better chance of finding an Xbox out there. But again, Sony's the one that's in that's in higher high demand. So yeah, so so this will be my weekly platform to tell our loyal listeners who don't even Care. want to hear about it. No, they don't. Is like they will <laughs> like they will hear my my uh my my endeavors to find this thing because. I, because I am not paying, I'm not going on like the reseller. Yeah, don't don't do that. Thing. Don't 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 do that to yourself. It's not it's not again. It's yeah. not that crucial. No, to, like to chances are, like if I don't like, I my preference would be the digital edition. But mm -hmm. I will like I'll I'll deal if I have to pay an extra hundo for like the for because it sounds like they don't have many digital Johns out there. It, it, it it's a lot of just like 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 the regular consoles. So yeah, Once like again, a lot of the regular. Again, super yeah. first world pandemic problems. Exactly. These are these are first world problems. And again, next week I'll give you my first world problems, um, because the the transition of going to a a Madden from the PS4 with the CD to the <laughs> PS5 Sand CD, you have to jump through seventeen hoops, which again no one cares about. But I'll tell you about next week once this all gets resolved. So no, we will because, have that no, discussion as well. I'm I'm very and I mean very interested now. Like, what games do you have, or or or, or will you have, or planning to have, as in your in your infancy PS5 era. So by the end of this week, I should, well, by the end of this weekend, I should say, by the time this airs, hopefully I will have FIFA and Madden. Oh, wow. Wow. Hopefully not I'll even, have FIFA and Not Madden. even going for the 2K. 2K is $70, man. Like this, we're in a, we're <laughs> in a pandemic. It's $70. It's $70, my friend. It's $70. And we're in a pandemic, those, man. And those bozos are just trying to just are people. And the, right. and, the, and the problem is, and again, we won't dwell on this, but I got to talk about this. The problem is with Madden and FIFA, you can buy the PS4 version and they'll give you the PS5 version for free, which is great. Really? M NBA, they will not do that. So if you bought <laughs> 2K on the PS4 and pay 60 bucks, you got to pay another 70 bucks if you want it on the PS5. So so this is just microtransaction microtransactions on steroids. This is a macro transaction. Yeah, this so, is a macro. So this yeah. is like the Will Fuller of like I don't know <laughs> uh, of 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 a video game. Yes, this is yeah, this is the uh yeah, so um 
who is it, 2K, 2K Sports, whatever, 2K Studios, they are the Brian Cushing uh, of, of all this. You know uh, what, man? Yeah. I'm, I'm really bummed, but I, I, to be honest, I hate to say it, I'm like, I'm not surprised because they're like, people kept asking, why is Will Fuller staying healthy? And I'm just like, you don't want to connect the dots, but damn, those dots are really connectable. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're to, yeah, you can connect the dots pretty easily with that. We'll talk about Will Fuller, but we'll talk about that. And you know what that. you can connect the dots on? Yes. The reason why this football team sucks. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about our local football team. We have a lot of stuff to get into when it comes to our football team. We need to discuss that. Of course, we need to get into the local basketball team, which is kicking off training camp, which sounds weird to say. But the Sixers are going to be in action three weeks, um, well, less than three weeks now. Um, as we're coming up on the start of the 2020-2021 season. Um, and, of course, since we already got that other the technical stuff out the way, we have to talk some wrestling as well because, as we title this show, this is 1990 all over again because it feels <laughs> like we hit the reset button on our childhood. We're going back to the video game consoles. We're going back to wrestlers that we watched back in the 1990s. It's all full circle. Everything is everything is full circle once again. So I mean, we haven't. Yes. I, I mean, we haven't left the '90s for music. So no, I, we I, haven't. No, we <laughs> haven't. No, the, my Spotify rap thing. I said, "Yo, you were in the '90s, my friend," and I was like, "Hey, you know what? You're right because this is the best music, best time of music." So we got a lot to get to this, on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, and take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future Sports Talk Radio is finally arrived. Any shout outs, sir? No. Shout outs to you guys for following us and supporting us here during the pandemic. Please. Give us a follow and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and or radio shows. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, uh, YouTube Music, Spotify, um, you know, wherever you get your, your, your stuff. Also, please give us a review, a thumbs up, a five-star rating, a heart, all that good stuff. Let people know that you like and enjoy what we do here at the Broad Street Line. You can also listen live every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia, or download the TuneIn app and you can stream it to your phone, your iPad, your MP3 enabled device, wherever you are. Again, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Just do a search for the Philly Cam Station and you will listen to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. And since we are talking about radio, a couple of radio notes to talk about because it's been a very busy week in the world of radio, especially local. Shout out to former guest of the show, Mark Farzetta. Unfortunately, he is no longer with 97.5 The Fanatic. Um, they have chosen to go with John Kincaid for their morning show. Uh, which is their decision. They can do whatever they want. All we know is Mark Farzetta is one of the most talented people in this in this in this city, um, doing that sports radio thing. Um, I'm not sure what's next for him, but but hopefully he I mean he's been a yeah. Philly sports lifer. Yeah, he's been a lifer. Te- Temple grad, been here the whole time. You know, was an intern, slept in his car. You know, as a WIP like a uh, like low low man on the totem pole, just to kind of get in his foot in the, in the door. Um, got his got a gig a couple of years ago with 97.5 The Fanatic. Um, you know, pulled in some of the best ratings they've ever had in the morning slot. So, you know, so again, and when you're going up against a monolith like Angelo Cataldi, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we all know, like, between Angelo Cataldi and, you know, Preston and Steve and whoever else we got going in the morning, like, you're not going to win mornings, like, in Philadelphia. Like, you're just not. Like, so there's, you just need, you need to be competitive and kind of just kind of like wait to see now. And I don't think the Fanatic was willing to do that. Apparently they weren't. So all I know is Mark was at a, Super cool dude, super talented dude. Um, hopefully, again, uh, he has bigger and better things in store for him, for him. So we wish him nothing but the best going forward. Awesome, awesome, talented dude. Again, uh, you know, like he, and he's a Temple guy, so so he holds a, a very special place in our hearts. Sports as well. radio sucks. Or it no, does. Like, it really does. The, just the whole game. Just the whole like hustle. It. It. Like I, I mean, 
when when you're 11 years old you're like oh like talking about sports will be the most glamorous life actually it's not it's probably no. it's probably one of the least um compensated um positions you could possibly have because they probably know that you're doing it for the love like i, I mean like like they like it, it's like i don't know like we always thought that it would be like this this dream and it's like nah like i, I mean you because you got to be real i i mean there's because the fact that a guy like Farzetta, who's like, like self-made, I, I mm -hmm. mean, like had, I mean, slept in his car, like was like, like the rut man for like the morning show forever. Like, I think that's how everyone, that's how everyone got to know Mark. And like, I, I mean, that is just working. Like you're just working your ass off. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes like it pays off. And a lot of times, man, it's just cutthroat. Yeah. Like there's the, the, the job security is basically non-existent. Um, cause people with contracts and all that stuff get fired all the time, every all, all day, every day. And, you know, people see the people on top, like, you know, the Catalis and Missinelli's or whatever, and they get, and they get compensated pretty well, but I yeah. mean, like by and large, I mean, like, you know, everybody else working, you know, the producers the people behind the scenes, the people who work overnight, the people who work weekends. I mean, again, like, it's a hard life. Like I know, like I literally know people who have hosted shows on weekends in this city and got paid minimum wage. What? They were getting paid minimum wage to do weekend shows in this city. Like that's how crazy, that's how crazy this business is. Cause there's so many people who want to do it that again, that you can afford, you can, you can, you can pay get someone cheap minimum labor. Wage. You can get cheap labor. You can get minimum, you can get minimum wage people to, to, to do it. So it's a crazy business. It's a crazy business. Again, hopefully again, we'll get the chance to, to hear uh, Mark Farzetta on the airwaves and see him um, very, very soon. Speaking of radio, we need to talk about a national story because Dan Levitard, Will no longer be part of the ESPN family uh, beginning next month. I think January fourth is his last day with the network. Um, Dan Levitard again has, to for my money, the uh, most entertaining national radio show out there now, the Dan Levitard Show. Um, and there's a ton of speculation as where he's going to go. He has his own quote unquote podcast network, uh, the Levitard and Friends Podcast Network, which um, has a ton of great voices, Mina Khan's, bunch of other people. So. I would imagine as a unit that all goes somewhere. Like you were talking to me before we did the show, Spotify and Sirius makes make the most sense because they're the ones with the money and the, you know the money, which kind of counts. So I'm kind of interested to see how that all shakes out. But again, it's a funny business because again, Dan is real is extraordinarily talented. But again, when you keep like you know you know punching your best talent in the face and basically demoting him and taking him off TV and cutting the show down, I mean, there's only so much that that you know a guy like that that talented can take. Yeah, no, I think it's it's the whole. Yeah, corporate companies don't are still have a hard time kind of gauging that 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 zoomer that that millennial demographic mm -hmm. because all you see now is like I, I like like I like the, those ESPN those ESPN radio shows they're not they're not catered towards millennials or hell I don't know who that who they're catered to but they're because they know that like. Like they don't know that that uh, people of a certain age demographic aren't listening to radio; they're listening to podcasts. And right. I think they're having a hard time. Or I think I think ESPN and maybe a couple other are having a hard time figuring out how to monetize the podcast because you're not because it it's not the same as radio. You're not getting the same different kinds of advertising. Like mm -hmm. so, like a lot of people just want to see that bottom line, but it's like it's not. It's apples and oranges. No, it, it really is. But the thing is, like Dan uh, Dan Levitard's podcasts were like extraordinarily popular. Like he would get like 
I don't even I don't know numbers, but he, he would get like millions of downloads a month. Like he would like he would have crazy numbers. But again, like when you have a guy bringing in that much money, you know, to a, a property like ESPN and you know the bigger property Disney, you would just figure you would just figure you would let them cook, right? It's like hey, like like do whatever you want to do. It's like do your podcast thing. If you want to be on three hours, I get it. But like you said, they don't really know how to you know maybe they don't want to you know uh, kind of market themselves. To, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, now that I'm speaking out loud, I don't know if it's an ESPN. Thing necessarily, because you have to sell these shows to you have to sell these shows to affiliates, and yeah. the affiliates have to buy into a Dan Levitard. And yeah, nothing because, for nothing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, like, uh, um, sorry, not a lot of markets have that demographic where they're going to get the Dan Levitard show. Like, I, right. I mean, sir, like, and and what's like, that's why till the end of time, where it feels like to the end of time, your same cookie cutter. Like I don't know, radio shows will always get picked up. It will mm-hmm. all like I, I mean, the the template hasn't changed in thirty years or forty years. I, I mean, like like I mean, look at Mike and Mike. I, I yeah. mean, like I, I mean, I mean, they were awesome, but they were also also the template. So people are trying to like just I don't know, like make a like because now you because I mean Mike Greenberg. I, I mean, it, let's be honest, is probably the poster boy for 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 like cookie cutter radio. I mean that's 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, and yeah. and that's not an insult to him. I mean no. he he has the game knocked down. Like yeah. so it's like, uh, but I think a lot of people like everything. People just want to change change the world in like one setting, and it's just not happening because there's there's not enough there's a, too many people resistant to that. Yeah. So no, you're right. Like because because Green, I mean Mike and Mike, and they weren't the first, but I mean Mike and Mike did it. it probably better than anybody but that was a kind of that's the formula of the of the show the you know the like the straight, pti yeah the straight the straight white dude well even but even more so than pti like you know the straight newsy white dude you know like regular cookie cutter white dude plus plus former athlete like yeah. that's it like that's the show like that's it and like you look at sports radio all over the country and it's seventeen thousand of those shows like mike and mike is just an example and probably the best example of it but again like you see it even with the espn shows i mean because they the, the, their morning show now Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. It's you know, this, well, not the straight white guy. Now you have the now you have Zubin Mahenti, who, who's a little bit different. Because again, three minorities on the show is kind of is kind of like you never see that. Yeah. But you have two former athletes. So all right, maybe you know they try to change it up a little bit. But you still have Greenberg. You still have Gold. You still have uh. You still have Max Kellerman. Um. I mean, it's, you know, similar, similar, similar deal. And then you then you have now again they have they have uh Golik Golik and Chenay and Golik, which again is they're probably there outreach to millennials but again you look at you look at sports radio as a whole 85 percent of the shows are the same it's like you have the white dude you have a former athlete you know maybe 10 percent of the time or 15 percent of the time maybe the former athletes you know black that's it but it's you could you're, you're you're trying to you're trying to uh market yourself or you're trying to 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 get that 35 to 54 year old or maybe even 64 year old you know white male audience that's why all these shows are the same yeah like, no, I mean, no and 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 one the like a lot of these people are listening to them when they're driving. Like, I, right. I mean, like, no one's listening to, like, I don't know, the Marks and Reese show on, like, radio.com. Yeah. Like, no. I, I mean, like, <laughs> like it, it's, 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 it's your straight, like, I, I don't even, th- like, a lot of it's a white demographic, but mm. there's a lot of black dudes that listen to, like, like, I, I mean, when I went to FanFest, there was a lot of black people there. Like, I, I mean, it's just, it's just what's comfortable. And, right. and it's like, Hit that preset. Like it's 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 just the convenience of it. And for me, I don't need the convenience. I just want something good to listen to. So right. like I and one, none of these things are catered to me because I haven't listened to sports radio in fifteen years. Right. <laughs> I, I, I like it, it's just 
and, and it's probably talking to my demographic, but I branched out of that demographic. Like it's, but until that demo, until that 3554 ain't 3554 anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, like, it's like, like at some point, you know, the, the demographic that you're trying to hit, I mean, they're getting older every day. So at some point, like that demographic is going to be, you know, 55 to 74. So then what do you do then? Like, what do you do at that point? Like, like, well, like, cause again, you haven't, you haven't tried to cultivate any, any different voices, no. um, and, and, you know, recently. So like, what do you, so what do you do at that point? Um, so that's why I'm kind of curious to see, you know, where sports radio as it is right now, where it is in 10 years, where it is in 15 years. Cause again, they've, they've been slow to kind of been, you know, they're resistant to change as far as, you know, who host shows and they're slow to the game when it comes to podcasts. So, yeah. I, and, yeah. and it doesn't help with this pandemic because that probably like, I don't know, negated any sort of momentum because now mm-hmm. everyone's in cost cutting mode. Right. So like, I, I mean, it, it, now it's just bare bones. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a really crazy business. And again, I know some people who, you know who listen to Philly Cam. You know they 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 listen to Philly Cam um, because they're thinking of careers in media. And we're not trying to dissuade you from careers in media. We just want you to understand sports radio. Sports radio is crazy. All right, it's really crazy. It's a crazy, crazy business. Um, and, and again, if if you know if if you want to know how crazy it is, again, listen to our past shows with folks we've had on from the business. You know, Mark Farzetta, Devon Givens. Um, other folks as well. I mean, it's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy game out there. Um, it was a crazy game this past Monday. Eagles, Seahawks. Forget the final score; it doesn't matter unless you bet on the game. And if you bet on, if you bet on the game, then God bless you because um, you got to stop betting on the Eagles because the Eagles are worth nothing but heartbreak um, these days. I don't care that the score was twenty three to seventeen because you know that Richard Rodgers touchdown meant nothing. <clears throat> no. I care that set for the second time this year, the Eagles went three and out on five straight possessions to start the game. This is the second time this happened this year, which is kind of amazing. Because again, you can't you, if you go three and out five times in a row at all, that's impressive. You do well, it twice you know, in the season. That's well, really impressive. Well, you know what that means? Because uh, I think this is probably the. I think it's it's one for me. It's probably the biggest stat that the reason why this team is absolutely in the toilet. They can't convert third downs. <laughs> well, they did a good well. Again, we read into the numbers how you want to, but was it they were like I think eight of seventeen on Monday, which again a lot of that came in garbage time. Yeah. So kind of read into that what you want, but before Monday, they were in two and tw- two for twenty one. I think they had a hundred total yards in the in, in the first half. They had against, four, well, they had four yards in their first five drives. Yeah, and uh, yeah. against the worst defense in the NFL that Indeed. was giving up four hundred and thirty five yards a game. Yeah, and twenty eight point eight points per game again before Monday. Again, so we thought, you know, the, the Eagles were going to have a chance. In the, well, not, not a chance. We, we thought things would be a little bit more dynamic given the fact that the Seahawks defense is trash. Given that we heard. Oh, I did. The, well, well, we heard, <laughs> but, but we heard. But what about the Jalen Hurts thing? Because remember, we heard Jalen Hurts was getting first team snaps. So you're like, oh, man, maybe this dude's ready. He's going to come in with some Cordell Stewart packages, right? Did you think no. that? Did no. you, you didn't think that was going to happen? No, I did. Did I think he was going to get more than two snaps? Yes. Two. <laughs> two. He got two snaps. We heard all that all week. He got two snaps. Two. Two. I I just like I I like the the overall dysfunction of this organization just increases by the week. And I think because I just everyone in that building is probably massively frustrated. But but you don't get to this point without each element of 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 the franchise just being just sucking. Like I, I mean, like I think Mina kind of said it's a tornado of suck, and I think for me, the the person that wasn't getting enough heat is should get more heat is the owner, 
because uh, ooh, like for, from all these reports, things it's like in the like I don't know, call 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 extension Doug. Be like Doug, what can we do for Jason? What can we do for Jalen? No, no, and mm-hmm. and like hey, he, he's the owner of the team. Like I I mean, dude, is he well in his constitutional rights to ask for stuff because he owns it? Sure, sure. But is it is it the most prudent or the most I don't know. Um, kosher way to deal with things no but uh, i mean i think at this point now i like it just seems like it doesn't seem like either anyone's on the same page and i don't know how you get back on page this season well let's well that's a good point because again like a lot of people are like oh you know how he's got to go whatever like yeah all right well how he probably has to go but like you can fire how today and that's <laughs> Nothing's going to change over the next five weeks, so that no. doesn't change anything. But let's talk about this owner thing because I wasn't I wasn't going to go down this road. But let's talk about this owner thing because we got a lot of we got we heard a lot of stuff from the owner's box this week. Um, and forget about him not going to the Cleveland game. That's that's a whole, a whole separate deal. But according to Tim McManus, Jeffrey Lurie wanted outside opinions on this Eagles bummy offense this past offseason. So that's why they hired seventeen different offensive minds. The Rich Gangarello, the Marty Morningwegs, all those other dudes. You have YouTube Taylor still in the building. You Jeffrey Lurie is like, yo, this offense is trash. You need some help. So you got all these cooks in the kitchen. But according to the McManus report, all these different dudes have all these different thoughts about what they think the offense is. So you have those guys, and you have no Doug Peterson. No good cooks. Like yeah. you, you brought in so many of these people to make an omelet, mm-hmm. and now they're like, oh no, let's put Gouda cheese. No, let's put feta. Like and then. And then you're like five seconds left in, in, in the play car. You're like, we don't need no damn cheese. Right. It's like, oh, but let's put some milk in it. Oh, well, let's, let's <laughs> yes. whip it this way. Let's whip it this way. I was like, no. It's like, man, if you have five different minds, you have no all different minds as your offensive creator. You need a, a singular dude or person. Not I mean, a man. It's a singular person giving offensive direction. And if it's not Doug Peterson, and again, well, we've, we, it, it, we don't think it's Doug Peterson wholly because, again, Jeffrey Lurie said, get some more guys in a room. But, Doug Peterson's the guy who signs off on it. But that being said, Wentz feels like he's being pulled in different directions. Doug feels like he has to do and And that's just a recipe for disaster. Like I said, it's like all these cooks trying to make an omelet. Like the omelet's going to come out trash if five people are beating eggs at the same time. Like it's, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> no. And, and then, but, yeah. Oh, no. But I ask, is, is this, is what percentage of blame can you put on this too many cooks in the kitchen for the biggest? Mm-hmm problem in the kitchen which is the head chef or 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 no uh uh the the uh your your best waiter he's a head he's a head, he's a head chef he's a you talking about doug yeah oh no 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 the quarterback oh, okay well let's get well let, let me let me just finish up the jeffrey Lurie thing because we also heard that jeffrey Lurie said hey he, he called up the doug phone and he <laughs> said yo play jalen hurts if, if carson wentz is trash that was a report from jeff mosher before the game this week against Seattle, all legit guys. Like I, 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 I mean, like like yeah. these are guys that are just throwing stuff to the wall at ju- just to get clicks and like likes. I, I mean, like mm-hmm. like that's why I took these things like w- with relative, like I don't know, veracity and yeah. and for I, and like I like uh, this is just my interpretation. When your boss asks you to do something mm-hmm. and you do it. I don't even know if two snaps is half-assing it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, you're obviously trying to do something to send a message, to say, you want to jail Hurts? You got jail Hurts. Next. Like, no, like, I, I mean, like, because at some point, Roy, like, with all these things that the owner or Howie or 
whoever is telling Doug, Doug, you need to do this, you need to do that. At some point, you're just like, I, I, and, and like, I don't think he's not because he doesn't want to quit because that's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, you yeah. would just lose all sorts of. Yeah, you like, can't, you, you, no, you can't like, get another I, job. If yeah, you quit. If, if you quit, so you're like you're trying to ride it out, but at, mentally, like how how invested are you? And I think this goes to the quarter. Like I think there's a a level of like investing in each other. And like, like, mm-hmm. is the owner investing in the coach? Is the owner investing in the in, in the starting quarterback? Is the GM invested in the coach? Is the right. GM invested in the quarterback? Like, and it's hard to function. I, I mean, I'm not saying that should be like the reason why Carson Wentz is like one of the, I mean, who is suffering from the worst like mid career regression of like anyone in the history of NFL. Like, it, it should be the it, it. He shouldn't. That shouldn't be the reason, but it's a factor. No, it's it's one hundred. It's one hundred percent a factor. And again, we have to talk about this progression because, like Chris mentioned, like it is it is literally the worst regression in the history of the NFL. Um, oh no, that's not hyperbole. <laughs> like I, I mean, no. like like you got like stat kid. Like I don't know, film like 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 guys like Mark Rippin. Yeah, Kelly <laughs> Kelly Stouffer, um, who a name I haven't heard in years. No, I I think I saw like I don't know like I, I, like like he was I, I forget I I I retweeted it. like. He's having the season that that an ex Eagles phenom quarterback had. His name is Bobby Hoying. Bobby Bobby Hoying, yes, Bobby <laughs> and, did it himself. And, and guys like Jamarcus Russell. No, it's 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 bad. Um, a stat, a stat I saw today, right before we came on the air, um, forty eight turnover worthy plays over the past uh, since. I'm oh, sorry, since 2019. Um, so not even two full seasons. That's by far the most in the NFL um, from from Carson Wentz. Um, and again, like. Nothing, nothing warms my heart and makes me sadder at the same time than to hear the dulcet tones of one Brian Baldinger just break down these plays. But like, what is this dude doing? Like, like he was like, you got to make this throw. Like, yeah, Brian, like th- Brian Baldinger is upset. Yeah, no, no, but like, because, and, and this is where I come back to. People ask me, what, who is, who is the least responsible for this hot ass mess? Mm. And I say, Doug Peterson. Because, mm. like, people are like, people keep saying it's like th- these are the same boring plays that Doug ran in 2018. They're the same plays that Doug ran in 2019. No, and and I say, because uh, people are saying, oh, oh, the receivers are terrible and the line's terrible. So, what you're saying is, if like, are they the worst lines in the history of the NFL? Because what you're telling me is, based on the numbers, that this, this, this receiving core is the worst that, that they've ever seen and the line's worse than they ever seen. And I don't, I, I, that's, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a massive exaggeration, but it's just, if, if you can't ask your quarterback to execute basic plays of the playbook, how are you going to ask him to say, yo, Carson, look off this dude. He ain't look off nobody. No, it's, it's, yeah. Like when you miss wide open dudes, when you, when you don't, you know, check down when you're supposed to check down, like certain, like, again, I can cop half a plea and say, look, this is a he has ten different offensive starting offensive lines in eleven games. Like, all right, I can cop that play. I can say, you know, you don't have dynamic dudes on offense, and the, and the, the dy- dynamic dudes you have, you don't, for whatever reason, they don't call plays for them, like Sanders and Rager. But I, all right, I, I cop a half a plea for them. I get it. But when you have Alshon Jeffrey for the like the one of the two times he's probably wide open on game, just streaking down the sideline, yeah. and you don't even throw it to him. You have Dallas Goddard going, you know, going across the middle, and you don't even throw it to him. Or when you throw to Dallas Goddard, you throw it like ten feet over his head. Are like five yards in front of them. It's like basic, basic NFL throws that yeah. Trace McSorley can make. 
No, and it's your dude like, ain't making them consistently. It's, no, it's I, I said it's freshman level NFL quarterback. Yeah, like that's good. Like, yeah, if, if this were Sam Darnold, we'd still be freaking out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, or if it was Drew Locke, like people would be like, Drew Locke's not. He's in his fifth year. Like I keep that's saying, I, I keep saying he has football amnesia. Like I, I mean, there's no and because it's and it's not like it's one thing. It's not like he's 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 slow to react on or he's not quick to pull the trigger all the time. It's mm-hmm. just when he should pull the trigger, he's not. And when he should hold on, like it, it's, and, and within your fifth year of like, I don't know your mass, you should be in your mass, like your NFL QB degree. You yeah. should fifth year. You should be in your master's program. Yeah. yeah you shouldn't like, should, yeah. like, yeah. Like you shouldn't take IH 50. Yeah. When you think of it again, when you're, when you get paid that much money, like you are, you should be unequivocally by your faith. You should be a top ten NFL quarterback. And yep. when you think of top ten NFL quarterbacks, you don't think of them like every now and then they'll miss an easy throw just because like you know just stuff happens. Like you know like you get hit or just whatever like that. But like they don't consider like whoever I don't know who I don't we haven't done this in a while. But if you rank, we ranked all the quarterbacks in the NFL one to ten and just took the tenth dude, maybe it's I don't know. I'll just go throw a name out there. Maybe it's maybe it's Derek Carr. I mean maybe it might be higher, it might be lower. Whatever, Derek Carr. Derek Carr doesn't miss a lot. He doesn't miss more than one or two easy throws a game. Like Matt at Ryan. The most. Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan can do Matt Ryan can throw interceptions or whatever like that. But like if Calvin Ridley is is going is running a deep post, like Matt Ryan's gonna hit him. Yeah, you know? No, like, he, and he's gonna and hit Russell Gage. Like he'll like, hit you know. Yeah, no, the NFL is 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 a hard sport to play if you can't hit layups. Yeah. Like I I, I mean I, I mean hate to make the equivalent to another guy, but I mean, like if, if you have a wide open shot and, and one, the only, the difference between Carson and Ben is like, I, I don't know, like he doesn't have another elite thing that he can rely on, which is like his athleticism. Right. Like if you can't hit a crossing route with, there's no one in 10 yards, you're, 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 you're DOA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, and like you said, like, there's no other elite. Like again, if he had elite athletic, if he was, if he ran as well as Josh Allen, you could live with some of this stuff. You live with a lot of it, because quite frankly, because it would it would bail you out from other stuff. No, you know, like who, Josh Allen was second year. Josh Allen was the, the the perfect example of a guy who's in his second in his QB undergrad, but he knows he's like, you know what? I don't get everything, but you know what? I am. I'm like I have this thing where I can like I, I got a photographic memory, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna get through this season with my photographic memory. But I know. I'm not going to be able to succeed for the rest of my career with my photographic memory. Right. So he, he, he gets better at it. And, and, and that's where it's, it's troublesome that like, how do you gain, like, you don't get reps for like, I don't know, muscle, mem- like muscle memory and just like instincts. Right. And I like that would, that's the million dollar question for me. Cause it's like, I, I asked people like, is this a dude you really want as your quarterback? I hear you, and that's a very valid criticism. And again, making thirty million dollars, well, that's, like that's well, that, like that, that's the because yeah. you're expecting. I always said that the like if you have a pseudo franchise quarterback, he needs to be CEO, and he needs to cover up a lot, a good amount of your of of your deficiencies. This guy doesn't do that. Like yeah. I could say, like Matt Ryan, like I don't know, like he's had terrible coaches for years, but still putting up numbers, still. Putting his team in the best human 
chance to, to, to like, I don't think Stafford, because Stafford does boneheaded stuff, but Matt Ryan for yeah, me Matt is Ryan like, does, not more than less. Yeah, Matt Ryan now. Like, Matt, Matt Ryan, like, I don't know, like, clocks in, makes a couple nice plays a game, like, I don't know, but but won't but won't turn the ball over in an opportune time. Mm-hmm. And that, that for me, is like the, the bare minimum for a franchise quarterback, and I don't know. And maybe with a new coach. Or like, but I don't know if it in this situation, in that locker room, and it seems like I don't know. Like the players are trying to rally around him, but those dudes are human. They see this guy can't like is 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 struggling major. So I, I mean, I just don't know how you recalibrate him. And and the problem is he's not going to go anywhere. So he he needs to be recalibrated, but he's not going to go anywhere because, um, as you sent me the article uh, from OverTheCap.com, cutting Carson Wentz this all season means $59.2 million in dead money, which is not going to happen. Um, if you trade him this offseason, again, it's it's a, it's a something light, a little something light, $33.8 million um, in dead money. Again, but I, finding, but I think, man, again you uh, can find a suitor if you wanted to. But go ahead. Yeah, no, and, and, and it, it, it's probably unlikely, but all these times you heard with, with the Antonio Brown side, obviously it wasn't 833, but they're like, oh, there's too much dead money. That's like – and I've learned, and, and I know it's a different sport, but with the Westbrook Wall trade, every every contract's tradable. It, it's just it's just a question of how much are you willing to like stuff down your throat for a year, and no, and, yeah. and and maybe and and with the cap issues that the team has already, I don't know if you want to like take that take that L. No, and and the thing is, Carson once says, I mean, we've seen enough. I don't know he's trash right now, but we, the general we, including talent evaluators around the league, Dave, we've seen enough Carson Wentz that I promise you, there's one of these other 31 teams that says, you know what, there's something there and I can fix it. Yeah, I mean, that, there, there, yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, so like there's like some team would gladly trade you. I don't even know what I don't even know what the value. I'm not even going to assume what the value is, but you could get you could they would some team would gladly trade you something of value. For Carson Wentz, that's not, not a, a first, problem. Not a first round pick, right? You can't get a one, a late one. All right, just this is just probably not, probably not, probably like a two and a four. Just, that's just a, the hypothetical. Probably like, two and a four. Say a guy like Sean McVay, like I don't know, like has has a quarterback that that's making the same, and maybe you can chop off that. Like I don't know, and it's like, yo, man, I don't know if I can ride with Jared Goff anymore. Mm-hmm. And but he's like. Because because I, I think in the same environment Carson Wentz is better than Jared Goff. Like I, I like I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. But does Sean McVay just want to like? Because in a a, a semi fixed Carson Wentz is better than what twelve quarterbacks already. Oh yeah 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 easy yeah. Say like I don't know a team like San Francisco or I mean Indiana like. Indianapolis is like almost like serendipitous at this point. Like, right. I, I mean, like those dots are very connectable and right. like, I know that they don't have a quarterback after this year, but I think, but are you willing to, I mean, and now it comes back to what the hell does this team look like in 20, like two weeks after the 2020 season, like in terms of like the future, who's the quarterback, who's the coach, who's the offensive coordinator and who's the GM. I, I because the people are, are are predicting a lot, but in the end, I think there's going to be a little bit, a whole lot of nothing. 
Yeah, like at the, at the end of the day, like I don't think anything's gonna happen. I think Carson will be here next year. I think Doug will be here next year. I think the person out of this whole um, hierarchy who has the least amount of chance to be here next year is Howie Roseman. But again, I think he's like if I had to put money on it, I think he's probably here, um, despite what Lou Riddick did on do him on Monday, which is kind of dis- disrespectful um, in all in all sorts of ways. Just for three hours, just said like a oh, high Roseman trash, which I mean, which quite frankly, I mean. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very valid opinion. But you know, I'm just saying. but I, I think, do. I think, like you said, like I think Cali Roseman's still here as well. So I'm, I don't think it's a whole lot of nothing other yeah. than the fact that you might get an all OC. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think this would be because I think this will be the last stand. I think a new OC, and then because I think what's keeping Howie what, what will keep Howie Roseman employed is Jalen Hurts because that's that for me is like his Mitch Trubisky. Like I I, I mean, if you massively whiff on this. And that's why I know it's not cat feasible, but is like is there a way that they try to just say, you know what, this is my this is my last shot to like prove myself. I'm superseding everyone and saying, Doug, you're putting Jalen Hurts as starting quarterback next year. I don't know. Uh, I don't. They're gonna and they're gonna let that they're gonna let Carson Wentz and his thirty five million dollars sit on the bench, or or trade him. Oh, you're saying you're saying you're saying you're saying how he's how he's going to bring the gavel down and say you know what I know what's best for everybody. Let's trade Carson Wentz. Yeah, I don't see I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see because again, like this does this doesn't seem like a team. I don't want to say that's a knee jerk reaction, but like this that's that's not a reaction this team typically yeah. makes. Um, that's not a Jeffrey Lurie kind of deal. That's not a Howie Roseman kind of deal. It's not a Doug Peterson kind of deal. Um, because I mean, like Doug, I mean, maybe he checked out or whatever, but he's every week he's like, you know, we got to figure this out, we got to figure this out. Well, you know, like it doesn't seem like something Doug would do this offseason, but again, I guess it's on the table. I don't think much is going to change. Um, yeah, no, because, like, because yeah. I, I mean, and and people are still going to be watching, people are still going to be bitching. Like, I, I like that's the thing, people are mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do if they don't, like, I don't know, firehouse, you're going to boycott them? You're not, you're not, you're going to watch, you're going <laughs> to be on. You're gonna be on Twitter every Sunday just complaining. Like, no, like I, I mean, yeah. there's so much like, and I don't want to say it's goodwill, but I mean it's trust me. Do I just think Howie Roseman is just a, like a, an, a, an abomination of a GM? I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, look at the Falcons. It took them forever to fire Dan Quinn and that other GM. Right. And they've sucked harder than the Eagles have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like again, like there's certain there's certain teams, and again, the Eagles are one of them that are kind of like you know they're kind of loath to make changes. And again, I don't see anything changing, you know, again, outside of an offensive coordinator, I don't see anything changing yeah. with this system. Now, now next year, again, next year. Oh no, that's the last stand. If that's we're it. if we're in this spot next year, if the Eagles are three seven and one next year. Oh, I don't the, think that at the makes time. It. Oh, I don't I think, think I, I think Jalen. I think Jalen Hurts is playing. But you think Carson wants no, and and. Really, I think the entire team is kind of the same because they're because they because they financially have to be the same. You're not like there's going to be no oh let's wait till four o'clock the day one of free agency to see who we're going to no. get because you know you're not going to get anybody anybody no. So again, you're going to have to rely on the draft. Which quite frankly, you know, do you want Howie Roseman, you know, being the the, the keeper of of a top ten draft pick? No, but um, I, I think uh, I think River Frank said it, and 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 there was credence to this. It really, I know he. If anyone is possible to screw up a top ten pick, it's probably Howie Roseman. Oh yeah, but, no, no. But there's a less likely chance to botch a top ten pick than there is like a, a like a fifteen to twenty because those dudes are are elite. Like I, I and like not to say Jalen Rager is elite, but damn, it'd be it's impossible to mess up a Michael Parsons or a Jamar Chase. 
Um. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but like, I, I, we don't really know because they, the Eagles really haven't had a top ten pick. No, I'm looking right back right now. Like, obviously Carson Wentz, but like other than that, I mean, they haven't had a well Lane Johnson. Um, they haven't really had a top ten. They haven't had a top ten pick in forever. Yeah. Because Fletch was twelve, Brandon Graham was thirteen. Um, you haven't had a top ten pick in forever. Yeah. So maybe maybe top ten is Howie proof. Um. Yeah, you got to go back to Corey Simon. Um, for 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 before that, so yeah, all right, maybe maybe Jamar Chase, maybe Michael Parsons, uh, maybe a Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Maybe he's a maybe he's. I still don't know what's the number one need for this team because there's so many. Yeah, if I oh jeez, WR one. Even though you've you just drafted a WR one, ish kind of dude. I mean Chase is better, but whatever. I you know I'm forget this team. Oh no, actually one last thing about this team. Um. Eagles, Packers, Eagles are going to get stomped out. Am I wrong on this? Or? No, they're, okay. they're, they're, okay. they're, they're going to get demolished. Okay. And, then, right. and they're going to get demolished the week after. And okay. they'll probably get not not really demolished, but they'll lose. The, no. And what the, they're not better than Washington. They're not better, but it's, that's not to say they can't beat them. I mean, they have, I mean, those games are at the end of the season are win a bowl. I'm not going to say they're going to win them. But, but they're I, also you know. not even really going to be in the mix, and, and Washington will be in the mix. Yeah, and um, Washington, the Washington football team could could be fighting for uh, the division championship um, by, by week 17, which is a little crazy thing. Um, let's talk about some other NFL teams. Some actually good good NFL teams, because this was the wildest week I can remember in the, in the history of the National Football League. Uh, the Ravens-Steelers game was supposed to be our Thanksgiving dessert. Didn't happen on Thursday. It didn't even happen that Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. We got Wednesday night football, ladies and gentlemen. Raven Steelers, um, because the Roger Goodell's like, look, we're gonna play this game. Y'all just gonna, you know, get not get off this COVID list, hopefully, and play this game. Uh the Washington, I'm sorry, the Baltimore Ravens without their top two running backs, without tight end, the quarterback, their quarterback, their center, um, <laughs> like six other dudes. Actually, put up a decent showing. Nothing for nothing. A little, little bit of, little, little impressed by what the Ravens did. But they played on, they played on Wednesday, which again pushes every other game in the history of life back because there was supposed to be a game tonight. As we're taping this, there's no Thursday game because that game was now going to be Tuesday or Monday. I can't keep up. I, it's it, Tuesday. It, I, think like, it, I think the Cowboys it, play Tuesday. This is having a direct impact on fantasy football. At one thousand percent. Because I have 1, no idea what week it is. I missed waivers in all my leagues. Yeah. Thank God I didn't need anybody. But like, I mean. Man, they're just square, square round in a square hole in a round peg at this point. And and I don't know why it's it's almost blasphemous to say add an extra week because they ain't about that way. <laughs> they they're not. The, no, like, Rod is Rod is like, look, we going we gonna ride this thing till the wheels fall off, and we're just gonna just like look, man. You, you could have again. I'll say this for the last time, and this won't be the last time because I'll probably say it again next week. You could have easily built in a couple of contingency weeks into this into the schedule. You could have put a buy-in, a second buy-in for everybody, at least one extra buy-in for everybody, every other team. If you don't, I, I know you're like you don't want TV and you don't want weeks off football, or whatever like that. Well, then just figure out a way to get every team a couple buys. Put it put it near the end of the season so you can have plans for things like this. That we don't have to push games back three times or four times or whatever like that. We don't have to do knucklehead things like the Broncos had to do this week because they played a game with no quarterback. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I will say, like I, I mean, and this is the onus on the team too. Like I, I, I mean, like I, I think I saw a crazy stat: the Seahawks have no COVID. Have had no positive COVID tests. That's amazing, and, amazing. and that's a testament to the Seahawks. 
and the players because I I, I said I said this for the NFL. I'm going to say it for the NBA. They're they're at like and like people are real quick to like take a crap on the NFL. All the players, it's like watch what you say about the NFL because I guarantee you those those NFL players are 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 operate the same damn way as those NBA players do. So mm-hmm. like I, I mean, it really is just a quick case of how much discipline can like do do you need like I obviously like and like I'm not saying that like the all those quarterbacks were just hanging out with no mask for days. They probably generally had them down for a little bit, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, snap! We got popped." You know, like I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's that's the fine line, and it shows the mass works. Like I, I mean, like the Seahawks are proof. If you if you adhere by the rules, you will have no co- no positive tests, and you will not. And 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 that's a bummer for the Steelers because because they've conformed and they've gotten. Railroaded two times. So well, I, well, I mean, but the thing the thing is, let I me mean, say this. I mean, the thing is though, like you can get like again with with staffs that big, like the players and the practice squad and the staff, the coaches and all that stuff like that. Like it's almost impossible to say that like no one's ever going to get it because yeah. again, like no, there's no bubble. People go to their house. Like you have you have two hundred people in a facility every day. Like somebody on some levels is, is going to get it. But again, there's a there's a difference between getting it. And the Ravens outbreak. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, there is because yeah. I, I I truly believe outbreaks are the result of irresponsible behavior. Correct. Like, I, I mean, it's not like I, I mean, it's not like someone slipped up. Like it's someone who literally like wasn't following protocol. Probably didn't tell anyone. Like mm-hmm. and one just let it fester. So right. I, I mean, and I don't know what the penalty is. I'm not draconian and say yeah, yeah, yeah. give up draft picks. Like I, I mean, it was a it was a coach. What the hell are you gonna do? Right, yeah. There's only there's only so much you can do, but like like you said, like it's it it's, it's really on this team. It's going to be really very interesting to see how the NBA. It is. You know, it, it is because like because people make jokes about John Wall and James Harden, mm-hmm. and like those jokes ain't going to be funny when they test positive. Like if they were yeah, to test positive, yeah. like I mean, because that's the that's the that's the double edged sword about like joking about like these dudes side 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 lives is that that could put a team in peril. One hundred percent. And again, like you know, like with with football, again, you have fifty three man rosters. Plus, you have you know an expanded practice squad this year. Basketball, you got seventeen guys. I mean, like, um, and if you get if a, if a team has you know you know God forbid three, four, five positive cases at the same time, like it's gonna be really hard pressed to, to field a competent basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is gonna be yeah. you know which, there's again, no practice squad in yeah. in basketball. Yeah, the G League they ain't the same. Like, ain't, like you can call up G League dudes, it ain't the same. And the NBA again, the guys coming back for training camp this week. We've already seen, you know, eight point eight percent positivity rate um, for coronavirus out of the guys who were tested who came back uh, for training camp this week. So, and again, like obviously there was no cases in the bubble because they were in the bubble, but that's they're nine percent. You're going to have cases in the NBA because again, yeah. these guys are going to go home. They're going to travel. Like it's going to be business as usual. The only thing that's going to be different is there's going to be no crowds in the stands. But these guys are going to live their lives, you know, as they have been, you know, over the past, you know, two, three, four months since they've left the bubble. So you're going to have positive cases again, but it's you know it's on the onus is on them to be responsible because again, every team can deal you know you know with probably you know one case as long as it's not a serious case, but again, it shouldn't get any bigger than that. Yep. Yeah. You know. So well, well let's, talk, let's talk NBA. Let's talk NBA since we're since we're talking about this, um, because big news in the NBA: John Wall and a first round pick are now headed to Houston to join James Harden. Going the other way, Russell Westbrook teaming up with future Sixer Bradley Beal in Washington. 
You said something on Twitter the other day, and I, I agree with it. That being said, I don't know if either one of these teams is going to do anything, but I think this is probably a net positive for both. I it really, is. I think, because I think initially he fits her better for both guys. For no, all involved. Initially, yes. like I, I mean, because I because I think you'll get a honeymoon phase with both dudes, and like mm-hmm. I, I like I think Harden might have said, "Oh, I prefer Wall over Westbrook." Not yeah, sure, yeah, what the sure. Hell that you, you do now. <laughs> Not yeah. sure what the hell that means, yeah. but I mean, like, but I, I mean. Until like, and it seems like I, I don't know, like until what, like, and Westbrook just—I've I've said this for a long time. He reminds me a lot of of Allen Iverson and just the way he competes, and and his basketball stubbornness, who's like absolutely refuses to conform. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to go out the way he came in, and like I don't know at this point in his career when. He's still pretty athletic, but he's not the same like guy. He's not the same impactful guy. He still puts up numbers, but I, I mean, I don't know what those numbers mean. Like, I, I like I just don't know at this point what Russell Russ sorry Russell Westbrook <laughs> does. Like, do I think they make? I'll say the bullets. The Wizards better, yes, sure. And and does it probably sneak them into the playoffs? Sure, because the, like the back end of the East, it, it it's not as bad as it as it once was, but it, it it's still kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and same with same with Wall. I mean, Wall hasn't played in two years. Right. Like like I know he's reunited with Boogie, and like I don't know, like I don't know Kumbaya, but twenty five games in, what do these teams look like? Yeah, that, that's that's the question. Yeah, like it sound like it all sounds good. And again, like the the fit with Wall and and Harden is better than the fit with Harden and Westbrook, and the fit with you know, Westbrook and, and Beals probably better than the fit with yeah. Wall. You know, like no, the no, fits are better. No, like, like Westbrook said, like, opens yeah. up Westbrook opens up a lot for Beal. He's Absolutely not getting right. he's not quitting like Singtuple teamed anymore. Yeah, but 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 you know like but that fit in December third on December third as we're taping is is different than the fit, you know, on you know on St. Patrick's Day. Because again, like you said, like at, on some level, one or both of these tandems is going to get tired of each other pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and somebody's going to ask for, I mean, it's probably going to be Washington first, but you, you never know. No, never I guess, know. like, I don't know when the trade deadline is in a season like this, but, like, do you know before the trade deadline? If you're not, not if you're Houston, like, or not, not if, because I think the Wizards will keep Beal until he just says, get me that bleep out of here but it could be this it could be but it could be march yeah I think the trade deadline's like the fifth or something around something around that time do you it think could be, it could be the fifth do you think two months is is enough time for james harden to say like or like or do they just write like or for the rockets to say okay we might need to do something because well, like because i think that like i don't know if this is true or not it's just like i wonder if teams have a little like where leverage goes if you're trading someone at the trade deadline or or after the season because I, I mean maybe you get a team like maybe like Philly or another team or Brooklyn like I mean just thinks they're that that close right and they're like yo you know what all chips in for hard Tobias maybe. Harris yeah no no I I mean no I I always wondered what what the leverage would be if like you were to just trade hard and Mid-season versus at the end of the season. No, I'm saying like it's a trade deadline because like the Sixers they thought Tobias Harris was their piece or one oh, of the yeah. pieces when they gave they gave up a boatload of stuff. They thought Jimmy Butler was a piece, and you know well that was a, wasn't a trade deadline, but um, I mean like teams at the trade deadline they get really they 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 if they think they're that one piece away they'll give you they'll give you the farm and if, if you, James Harden I mean like you'll get the farm plus yeah um so yeah like that's the thing it's like 
James Harden has already been ta- has already asked, well, reportedly asked to be moved. So maybe that's the more untenable situation. But then again, you know, if you go down to Washington and you're Bradley Beal and you're standing in the corner and, you know, Russell Westbrook's pounding the ball for 17 seconds and takes takes an 18-footer and bricks it, you know, maybe you get tired of, tired of that after three months. So, you know, who no, to say? I, no, it's a good question. It's like, I mean, you can relate it to this, to the local basketball team. Can you find out in three months whether something works or not? Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, you're going to have to find it. It's a short season. Let's think about this. It's a short season. It starts a couple days before Christmas and a Christmas schedule that does not include the local basketball team for the first time in a couple of years, which, again, feels weird to me. feels a little weird not being one of those marquee teams, but, you know, we'll live with it, you know, because, you know, we got to prove ourselves once again. <laughs> uh, before, we, before we sign off, there's one thing we got to talk about, my friend, and it's not Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., although – they got 1.2 million buys this week, which was more than any boxing match in like years. So let's put that into consideration. I, I don't like know something years old. But. I don't know it, how what how what commentary that is on people wanting to see old boxers or just boxing. Oh uh, yeah, and it's the pandemic. So I mean, a lot goes into that. So I guess take, but take, it shows take, that like I mean, there's still. I think this goes back to sports, like the sports radio thing. You add this demographic of box boxing fans that are still latching on to the past. Yeah, and there's again, no yeah. like. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know any new boxers. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of up and coming boxers, specifically in the heavyweight ranks. Yeah. The heavyweight ranks is the one that kind of, for them, from by and large, generates the most excitement. But we do need to talk about. We got a minute left. We do need to talk about one of our favorites. Returning Chris Domingo, I will give you the floor. You have like a minute. Talk about how excited you are to see not the bleach blonde version, but the crow version of your man Steve Borden, aka Sting, back back in wrestling. Even though he broke his neck like five years ago, sixty-one year old Sting. I had no idea he was sixty-one. Uh, I go back to when 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 this new federation started. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna! Oh, oh, we're gonna! We're gonna be cut, cutting edge. You know what cutting edge is? Let's bring Tully Blanchard back. Well, we want to be more cutting edge. Oh no, let's bring Ari Anderson back. Oh no, let's bring Jake the Snake back. No, let's bring. Um, well, Chris else? Jericho had the belt for forever. Yeah, no, like I, hey, they're they're probably doing nice things, but they, I feel they sold wrestling fans a bill of goods, and they've given you maybe two of those bills. Yeah, so for those of you who do not know, Steve Borden is now part. He signed a multi-year deal with AEW. A full-time contract. A full-time contract, a multi-year deal with AEW, which is the main competitor for WWE. Um, and, again, we will watch. We will watch with one eye uh, covered because it's not something we, we we thought we'd see in 2020, but 2020 has been a weird year. Um, I still haven't watched the full episode of Dynamite. When it comes to every, I, I, I actually taped last, last night's episode just because I thought something was going to happen. And lo and behold... Here we are, but um, yeah, that's enough dynamite. Um, hopefully, we'll have um, a dynamite win to talk about with the Eagles next week. We probably will not. Um, although you and I have a fantasy football matchup. Oh, this we, week, so. I feel like we've like we've met, we've we've played each other like eight times already. This yeah, it's already the third time this year. Um, <laughs> but this one's for actual Marvel, so this one counts. Um, this is this is for uh, the who who moves on in the playoffs. So Taysom, will, uh, you know what? Yes. Only twenty twenty would I be relying on Taysom Hill to to, to win me a playoff. Oh man, it's gonna be a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully, a beautiful Sunday. All right, that is it for us. Thank you everybody for tuning in here on Philly Cam Radio one hundred six point five FM. 
WPPM LP Philadelphia. But until next week, we're out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a real weekend, everyone. See you guys. is now hiring near you for the holiday season and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters from boxing it up to sending it on its way every package amazon delivers matters to someone are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts immediate hourly roles are available at amazon.com apply that's amazon.com apply amazon is an equal opportunity employer Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.